Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Episode 25 of the Matter of Faction podcast for the Handshake Media Group. 25, quarter of a century. Jeez, it's flown by and uh, this week we've got a chat with uh, Sean Daly. Yes. Bass player from Antiskeptic. Paul Brown, how are you? Welcome um, to the fold. Pricey, thank you. Speaking of like quarter of a century, these guys are almost at that point, you know, yeah. just five years off essentially. Yeah. It's hard to believe, like, you know, you think back to the 90s, 1999 was 20 years ago. We're about to head into 2020. It's insane how much time has passed and, and what's going on in that time. Yeah, I really feel like the Australian scene in the past 30 years has just been like, we're, we're in this, like... It, there's weird, there's weird ages in there. There's like the golden age of like all these like bands that we talk about now as being nostalgic. They all appeared, but you know now we're in this sort of like new age where like we're creating all these new like yeah. there's, there's this new superstar bands coming out and just think about the bands that broke out like in 2009 like they're 10 years old now, yeah. 11 years next yeah, year. Yeah, that's like your getaway plan yeah. sort of era, and yeah, you know the, that sort of crew you know like i guess you know all we can say to that is like we old we yeah. are so old right now and yeah, yeah definitely there's plenty more life in this old chicken so you know let's just roll through and, and see what else we uncover in the next couple of years absolutely and uh look let's throw to ebony story i'm sure she has a lot of brand new news about uh, heavy music this week what have you got for us ebony lay it out Yes, thank you. And oh my gosh, hasn't this past week been so great? My Chemical Romance have announced their reunion, playing a show in LA, which sold out in minutes, as did all the black eyeliner in Sephora. There are rumours that they'll be heading out on the road after this, but nothing is confirmed just yet. But then Rage Against the Machine are back as well. Sorry, my cam, but we did forget about you for just a sec. They're playing both weekends of Coachella and a few other dates in the US as well. And if I were Donald Trump, I'd be pretty scared right now. And tour news, they've started teasing their Aussie tour for February next year. So book that in and let's not forget about Iron Maiden, who are also making their Aussie tour announcement tomorrow. And after Unify Gathering, you can catch Northlane and Gravemind heading off on a regional run. They'll be heading up and down the East Coast and they'll be hitting up Tassie as well. And saving my favourite for last... Polaris have put out a teaser celebrating two years of the Mortal Coil, and we honestly can't believe that was two years ago. But the clip ended with a hint of something new, which we believe is going to drop tomorrow, so get keen for the next era of Polaris. Well, there we go. Stay heavy. You absolute ripper. And yeah, Download Festival. It's happening, everyone. Yeah. The amount of inboxes. Can we just... Tweets. Carrier take, pigeons. Just take a minute, have a, have a breath, and just like let's stop pressuring them for the news. I think everyone's in this position where you know we've now finally got what we wanted. Downloads back. Good things is happening for a second year. Unify is going to be huge. Like we are at this point, and I guess the last time we were at this point where we we're spoiled for choice for like multiple music festivals was back in the day of like. Early Soundwave, Big Day Out, Livid, you know, Brisbane Festival. Vans like, Warped to Yeah, a... Sounds of Spring, like, you know, the, the heydays. Let's, call them, let's not call them the heydays. It's just like what happened yeah. a couple of years back. Because that means that we're we're past that. Yeah. I don't think we are. I think, you know, it just we're comes around in waves. Yeah. yeah. And look, when you think back to those those festivals, like let's, let's go on the nostalgia trip and not look at what's happening now. Like... Your earliest memory of a music festival, Pricey. Take yep. us back. Young Pricey, discovering the world of music for the yeah. very first time at a music festival. Like, what was your first, like, experience at so, one? So, 
my f- my first music festival where it was sort of like an outdoor experience and there was sort of more than like two or three bands playing was uh in Rockhampton and uh there was a thing called um roller coaster festival and it brought like it was like six or seven bands so it was like you know Jebediah and Magic Dirt and Super Jesus and Grinspoon and yeah, you know, all of that okay, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And so it they there was a couple of things like that. There was another one called Wicked uh, that came to town as well. And um, you know, it had like your friends all rom and um So it's predominantly like the Aussie rock <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. whatever is big at the time in Aussie rock. Yeah, back big in the day. time. Yeah. Um so that was really cool. Uh but my first time that I went to a festival outside of my hometown was I, I came down to Brisbane one year, uh, 1999. I was 15, almost 16. I'd almost turned 16. And, um, my friend said to me, he's like, Oh man, big day out's on tomorrow. Do you want to go? I was as, like, you, as you do. Yeah. yeah. And like, I had, you know, been listening to triple J for the, you know, sort of about two or three years by that point. And so I knew what big day out was. Yeah. But I, like, wasn't so aware that I knew that it was on that weekend sort of thing. And, um, the, you know, this was, what, you know, 1999. And I, I, I've i been reading, I've been listening to that podcast that's about Big Day Out. Yeah, that's so and good. Yeah. N- they took a break in 1998. So there was no Big Day Out the year before. Right, yeah. Okay. So 99 was actually like a return. Yep. And Because um, wasn't that a huge year lineup wise? It was. Uh, Ramstein were meant to play it, but they, they pulled out. Yep. Um, and they came back two years later, 2001, which I was also at. But that year, um, Big Day Out 99 was headlined by Marilyn Manson. Yes, Hole and, was and there. Hole, yep. yeah. See, it's funny you mention that because like, you were of that age to go. I yeah. was, what, 12? But I lived like a block or two away from the actual venue on the Gold Coast. Yep. So you could hear it from my front yard. But Parklands. We would, yeah, but we would also yeah. watch Channel V as the live stream was happening. Uh, so you're there in the midst of it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there at home with mum who was like, you know, you're too young to go to this. You will die. If you go to this festival, you will die. <laughs> so that was ingrained in my memory for so long. So, yeah, I went along... And it was like, we bought a ticket at the gate. Like Which that's is unheard of. Unheard of. Yeah. You just couldn't now. Like there's those festivals just like, we just, we got the bus from Roma Street, went there and just bought a ticket. And I was there at 11 when gates opened. So you must have left pretty bloody early to get yeah. there in time. Yeah. 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 And so we got there and I went in and the first band that was playing was an indigenous band called the Warumpi Band. Yep. Uh, and so they were on the like left-hand side of the main stage. And then I just stood there and just like went side, like bounced back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so it was like, Warumpi Band, Frenzel Rom, uh, The Living End, Custard, Regurgitator, Super Jesus, Jebediah, like all these bands. Yeah. And then like at about three o'clock in the afternoon, I kid you not, Corn played. Yeah, 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 yeah. This on the is, main stage. Look, this is that infamous spot in the afternoon where mm. they get bands who come along and play like one of the most memorable sets of the day. And I bring mm. this back to Soundwave, like 2010, when Paramore played the main stage. Yeah, I remember right. everyone going, why are Paramore playing this? It's going to suck. And it was one of the greatest yeah. sets of the day. Limp Bizkit played that set at it's Soundwave. It's like a Night Watchman so. set. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those sets that it like... ramps you up yeah. into, into the evening. 
thing, yeah. Which is what I imagine the Veronica's set is going to be a Good Things Festival. Do we know that that's when they're don't playing? Know. I okay. don't think so, but like but I think w- they'll be close to... Like, that's the iconic set of, like, that gets you pumped up for the rest of the yeah, day. Like, you survive cool. the morning and after that set, you're like, yeah, I'm ready to go for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. okay, sweet. Yeah. And, uh, and then I went and saw, like, uh, there was a... Uh, Spider Bait and Regurgitator like mashup band. Yeah, got you. Do you remember yeah. called Happy Land? Um, yes. Yeah. I, I've spoken about this to someone yeah. recently. I want them to do a reunion. Like yeah. you know how all these bands are well, coming it depends. back and doing that thing. It depends on how good a terms Janet and Quan. I know, like because they were because they, they were, were together, together at that time, yeah. and there's a fallout. But you know, years have passed, and like just for like one thing, yeah. don't you know who I am? Is like tune. the greatest anthem tune. from an Aussie band of all time, and absolute al- tune. Although it wasn't in the like the, the rock kind of category, like Spider Beige, like Regurgitator, yeah. like those bands. It, re- it truly was a hybrid of both. It yeah, was. Yeah. It was just, it, I think that was like my first introduction to like synthy kind of mm. rock band. Yeah. And like, it was sick. It was so the good. The drummer was playing in like, the bunny like, hat? No, bunny he was like a he was like a giant Lego man. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird it was, thing that they had going yeah. on back then. But yeah, look, that that's what I mean. Like and I you know you can come across these shows or, or tours like every now and then, but like if you want to relive that kind of aspect, that nostalgia factor, like you don't have an opportunity where you can chuck on a big dad and essentially just bring back that whole entire lineup from back mm. in the day and do and do a redo of that. It would be great. It would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, to see, like, at age 15, see Marilyn Manson, like, ripping the pages out of the Bible and setting fire to things. <laughs> and, and, like, at the end of his set, he, um, the, the drummer was up on, like, a riser and uh, he literally, like, pulled the drums down from the riser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, as they finished the song and the drummer fell with it. Yeah. And I'm pretty certain he hurt himself get- or broke his leg or something. Didn't they get in a punch up? I remember something about that the, happening at a show yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Was a, it was, it was hectic. Like, it was one of those ones where you watch and you're like, "Is, is this part of the show or, or is this?" this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it and, was pretty cool. And, and then like to see like Courtney Love, you know, she gave away a guitar that night. Yeah, she gave yeah. her guitar to a girl in the crowd, and I remember her, her saying something like. If I see this in the secondhand store tomorrow, I'm going to come and find you and kick your ass. Like, <laughs> and like, you know, she was like taking her top off and all this. You know, I'm 15, yeah. just going like, oh my God, uh, well, what the hell? Welcome to the wonderful world of music festivals. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you go to the Lily Pad, was it called? Yeah, uh, yeah. Lily Pad, I the think Lily... it was. Lily Land, whatever it was. Yeah, but yeah Lily Pad. That was a whole different experience. Like my, my first music. That was like there was um, like comedians and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, but there was also the hippie kind of aspect too. Like when you get right. in there and like everyone oh they make you do challenges and that's things that's it like that's it, right. it was like the chill out kind of zone thing but like everyone was off guts there like you walk <laughs> in there and there's people it's like that episode of the Simpsons after the, the trampoline where everyone's lying on the ground it was literally oh like God. that you're like okay I don't feel like I'm ready or of an age where I understand what's yeah, going on I'm just gonna go back and go check out like the getaway plane arriving at, yeah, yeah. Over there or like, oh, I'm gonna go and have a go on the kamikaze <laughs> yeah. like Get a get a Dagwood dog or something. This uh, this feels much more like the Rockhampton show. That's yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, we've come a long way from festivals, and like nowadays, like you're talking about the whole like 
breaking the drums and all that. Mm. There's risk assessments now with yeah. music festivals, so it's taken a lot of the fun of like having those kind of antics. Unless you're a band like Fever Three Three Three, who just don't care and just oh. absolutely wreck everything, chuck guitars everywhere, that was just jump into everything. Wasn't it? it was so bloody good. So, and what about you? What was your first? Well, my my f- I was a late bloomer. Like I said, Mum okay. had it ingrained in my head that if I go to no, a music festival, you... I will die. So she, like, so she was kind of like. Uh... The mum from the water boy. Exactly right. like that. Don't go to that. Yeah. yeah. So my brother would always go and, you know, I'd hear the stories afterwards and I'm like, damn, I really wanted to go. Like 2000 Blink-182 played. I really, yeah. really, really wanted to go. That was the year of the Chili Peppers That's right. I headline, do believe. I yeah. yeah. And look, I just never had the opportunity to go. So my first year going to Big Jeez, J. That would have been early days for Blink. That would have been just that after... Was- um, Enema of the state would have. I, I, yeah, it was Enema. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So they were doing that, and then just before, just after that was when they did the Mark, Tom, and Travis yeah, show. Yeah, yep. yep. So like, uh, that makes sense. I remember working at the time when that dropped. So I would back have been, in like, remember back yeah. in those days, like a, a festival ticket was like a hundred and twenty bucks. Correct me if I'm wrong. One hundred and fifty. Oh man, there. no, 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 no. When I went to Big Day Out, it was like ninety dollars on right. The okay, right. Like, well, the year I went, I remember it was like, it was that much. It and I had to beg up, yeah. and hit up dad, like, because my parents divorced at a young age, not right. to get all deep and meaningful, but oh, like, I did the sk- whole... Skim a little money from mum, <laughs> skim a little money from yeah, dad. And did oh, mum, dad didn't give me as much as you. Like, yeah. You know, get mum on the phone to dad. Hey, what's this all about? You skimped on the money. Yeah. Look, it was a situation of like, just trying to go, look, I really want to go, but I, yeah. I can you please help me pay for this? Did and you have a did. job? Didn't oh, I was working at Red Rooster back in the day, so Rooster. wasn't earning much. It was like six bucks an hour. Yeah. Not, it was like you know two weeks pay to buy a festival ticket. Yeah, yeah. But um, but what were your costs though, Brownie? Not exactly back, paying rent at home. Well, I drove a Datsun 180B, and that took a lot of my <laughs> money, right? Uh, but 2007 Big Day Out was my first oh. music festival. Big Day Out. And who headlined that bad boy? Oh, God, here we go. Um. I can't for the life of me remember. All I remember is the next year was Rage Against the Machine. Oh, so 2008. Don't remind right? me. I had no money. I couldn't go. It was like my last opportunity. I could have seen them and I didn't. Yeah. Well, look, a lot of those music festivals for me have blended into each other. Like right. I, I, I can remember my mate Jacko said to me, let's go check out this band from the I've UK. I've heard you speak of this Jacko. They're called Enter Shikari. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, let's go check them out. 2007 is bang on. Yeah. That, that's... That's sorry, you're not a winner era. That's exactly yeah. it. Rise Against also played that yeah. year. The Getaway Plan played early on. I think yeah. Carnival was there as well. 2007, um, geez, yeah. that would have been. They would have, yeah. That so was like, only Thumata out at that point. They wouldn't have that's, had Sound Awake was two years away at that point. So like, I, I went to go see Enter Shikari. I got like a song or two into it, and I was like. No, I'm going to go watch uh, Regurgitator instead. Hosed it. Yeah, I walked away from it. So, like, that was that whole discovery kind of year of, like, figuring out what kind of music I like, what kind of shows I like and all that. And having a music festival, like, this is the best thing about these these events is you discover so many different bands and you discover so many different artists you never imagined you wanted to go check out. 2001, big day out, I saw Mudvayne in the tiniest little tent. And it was that was insane. the year they and look all the stories from Big Day Out. It's like that's the year they blew the speakers. Yeah, and like they they were freaking out because yeah. I can't remember who the next band was that was coming on. It was like, nothing as heavy yeah, as that. I guarantee it. But like they were f- no 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 sorry it was Slipknot that blew the speakers and Mudvayne cracked the shits with them because they oh, were up next. No, that was a different year. Was it, that was, was that was later. I'm talking oh, right, 2001. Okay, yeah, right. Was when they just put out LD50. Right. And, okay. Yeah. And they were in the tiniest little tent of all time. It was like the red stage, which is like, who's heard of the red stage? 
and yeah, okay, and like, yeah, yep, yep. And it was sweaty, and it was, and like I wouldn't have been surprised. Which if later what stage. became the boiler room? No, no, boiler room was there, there was already as well. Yeah, no, yeah, red, okay. Red stage was like upcoming acts over in the, yeah, the back corner, that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, basically. gotcha. All right, yeah, yeah. And it was sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. And look, look, there's plenty of stories to tell from music festivals over the years, and there's still plenty more to tell, especially with so many that we've got going on right now. So if you've got stories that you think definitely deserve a mention, get in touch with us. We'll, we'll give you a shout out, and we'll, we'll talk about some of these ones in future oh my episodes. God, I'm like, sure there's heaps. There's, there's plenty, like especially, you know, rocking up for the very first time and seeing someone passed out from, mm. you know, drinking too much at nine o'clock in the morning. Ugh. I always look past those Went people and go, hard. Why? What you've got a big day ahead of you? Like, yeah. why are you sleeping right now yeah. at the front of the venue? Come on, anti-skeptic. <laughs> uh, turning twenty years this year as a band, on and off. They've done a few tours with some big names over the years. Put out a few albums, put out a few EPs, and like, DVDs even. Who does DVD? That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. they've, they've done so much, and that would be a perfect addition. So, you know, it's an honor and a privilege actually to welcome this guy to the show for a chat, Sean Daly. What's up, man? Hello, gentlemen. I am well. I'm well. It's warm. It's fun. It's out. And it's been a lovely day. Well, that's obviously a good start. And uh, I'm going to ruin your day right now by doing a reflection question and asking you to look back on the past 20 years. Like, it's been 20 years of the band, you know, in all different variations it's come through. Like, taking a look back at the legacy that you have with Antiskeptic, like, how, how do you feel like the band has come from those early days to where you are now, essentially? Oh, that's a good question and a timely one because since we, um, we've lately been putting up these old posts and old photos and memories and stuff that we've been digging out of our archives in our sheds and our storages and our boxes of keepsakes and we've been sharing it on social media. But before we share it on social media, we're sharing it with each other in our little group chats and laughing at how young we were, <laughs> laughing at how silly we looked or um, There's definitely the a... times of... Stuff. You know, that's been great. So, yeah, I'm definitely in the place because we've been doing it uh, a lot these last few weeks ourselves. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely, in that 20 years, there's a lot of different phases that, like, not just the band, but music scene in general in Australia yeah. and, and around the world has been through. That's so, it. I imagine there's a few different fashion decisions that were made <laughs> throughout that time that oh, you thought you'd left behind, but now are getting dragged up. Oh, I've been reflecting on that too. I was thinking, I thought I was good friends with these guys in my band, but clearly they weren't that good enough of a friend to but tell me I But they didn't let like you wear idiot. that. Yeah, like <laughs> they let me look like that for a photo shoot. Thanks, God. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, it was edgy. It was grungy back in the day. You wanted to do something to stand out and be like not cool, but like not a dweeb. So that's the kind of middle yeah, that's right. vibe you're that's, going for. That's definitely where wallet chains came from. <laughs> that's it. Wallet chains. Right. <laughs> don't want to lose your wallet in the marsh. That's it. Don't, don't you dare rip into people with wallet chains or Velcro wallets for that matter too, because I went through that many phases and big day out. I saved all my money because I had one of those on me. Yeah. So there you go. I'll tell you what, it was one of my favorite things to do during the summer when I was a teenager was going to festivals after they just finished and walk around and clean up all the cash. That's <laughs> You're kidding. That's such you know, a people good get idea. Like summer, they get like summer jobs and casual gigs over the holidays. No, nah, me, I just followed the festivals and the gigs around. <laughs> it was great. 
That's literally the way you do it nowadays. Like, oh, but you know, with that said, the, the festival scene in Australia is coming back. Are you still taking part in like, you know, sound waves of not sound waves because obviously that's you know dead and gone, rest in peace. But like downloads, yeah. good things, that kind of thing. Do we still see you hanging out there? Um, not so much now. See, I'm a lot older and I can't put up with that kind of level of. I don't have that stamina. Really, I can't <laughs> put up with those festivals anymore. Uh, I would go if it was a really great lineup, but it's also part of the life where we're up to is can you bring your kids to it? And if not, then I'm probably not going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> like there needs to be needs to be a, like a dad and mum fest in future years where you combine something. Oh my like god, do you know Wiggles. how massive that would be? Yeah, that would just be huge. We've been joking in in the band, like talking about plans for for the future and going if we do any more tours, like as an skeptic, we need to call it the babysitters tour. Yeah. <laughs> we're dedicating this to all the babysitters who are letting the mums and dads go out for a night. To, yeah, to go it's to a the big show. cash day. It's a big. It's public holiday yeah. for. It's like public holiday rates for for uh, babysitters <laughs> yeah. that day. That's right. It's just like cash yeah. bonanza that day. Yeah, and so yeah, and it's funny how much things have changed. <laughs> so, mate, I. Uh, I, I know that you're you're a bit of a, a geek or a nerd yourself, as as I am, and I know yep. Andrew in your band as well is a massive Star Wars fan, as well. Yeah, that's right. There's two of us. Yeah, that's two we, out of three. We've man. got different focuses. I love reading all the books and the comics, okay. and um, I'll even cosplay a little bit. All right. Um, but he's into the figurines. Yeah, yeah. We've so we've, we've so we've got all angles Yeah. And Nick, uh, our drummer Nick, he, I don't think he's actually seen a Star Wars film. Well, I mean, uh, on, on, is... the <laughs> on the law of numbers. On the law of numbers, two out of three of you are massive fans. The third must be... That's the, right. The if you guys are at 100, he's at zero. Yeah, that's it. And he loves football, and loves <laughs> Richmond. He's a, a big fan of, of Richmond Football Club and loves the matches and goes to the games. He even was a mascot for a while. Get out. Oh, and really? Andrew. For Richmond. A, Andrew's a big fan too. He's a big footy fan too. So the two of them have that. Let, let so me, let me they relate. They have their little footy club. Yes. And Andrew have our like nerdy Star Wars love. I yeah. love it. I love it. Let me put this to you though. The, that that phenomenon of being like, it, and it's, I see it specifically in Victoria. Uh, yep. People can be right into their football and specifically mm. AFL and be music people too. Up here in Queensland, yeah. it's fairly mutually exclusive. You don't yeah. see, you don't meet a lot of people that are like, I am super into my rugby league and I love good music. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's almost like, yeah, you've even got all the codes differently. Like you've got the AFL fans who, you know, they're the, the more elegant kind of ones. Yeah. I guess would say. The, the NRL fans, they're the more like rough ones. Like our, our code is better, get them away. And then you've got the ones who go to shows. Like I, I don't think I've ever been to a gig before where someone's like, oh no, my mate couldn't come because there's a football game on. Like, no, you go to never. A gig, you go to a gig. Yeah, and then yeah. If you go to a football game, you go to a football game. That's it. There's no in between. But I often get people... Like, if I'm sending a reviewer along to a gig or whatever, they'll be like, oh, no, sorry, Essendon's playing that day. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. So well, I mean, I'm not so sporty, so I, I don't I don't get into it. I think I could relate to your um, your culture a little bit more. Yeah. It's just music. Music is my, that's my religion, faith. There, that's cool. I'll go to that. Um, I've never been into the footy 
Well, there you go. Well, maybe basketball will be the, the the close halfway mark. You've 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 got me there. I'm a I'm a basketball fan as well. Yeah, like if I could, if I had to choose between going to a great show or having good seats at the, at the ball game. Wow. Yeah, I look honestly, I'd probably choose the game. Ooh, oh, right. controversial. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, but, you know, that's probably because I've spent you know twenty plus years doing gigs. So I'm like, what's another? <laughs> I've gig? seen well, it all. Well, let, let me put this to you: What is in your your band bucket list, or what's the the one thing that you still had left to do, on the table yeah, that you really want to cross off, like in some way, shape, or form, with the band? Oh, gee, um, that's a good question. I've been asked that a few times over the years, and. We've been really spoiled um, without, you know, we've got to acknowledge the certain privileges we've been afforded in our time and we've been really lucky to have done a hell of a lot of those bucket list moments. But one that has eluded us the whole time has been the program Rage. Oh, really? really? Yeah, man. I tell you, I would freaking kill that. All of us would As in we all sitting have, on the like, couch? In back of our head, that list of stuff that you know you just oh, I, I would play this and I would play that and then we'd see this video yeah that would be that would be my jam oh man I'm going to make that happen for you that's fine that's easy <laughs> that's no worries <laughs> we just we just need to get maybe um, another release under our belt or something later down the track so that Done there's deal. a for us to be there and, uh, yeah, I'll take you up on that. Yeah, man, that's a done deal. That is nice and easy. Well, I guess that sort of leads us into the next question regarding what the band is doing musically. Like, all these bands at this point in time are jumping on the anniversary or nostalgia bandwagon, that kind of thing, because people are getting <laughs> yeah. old and they want to relive their youth. So taking a look at the back yeah. catalogues, like, would you do uh, uh, an anniversary tour of your first EP? Because that was released uh, back well, in 2000. EP... We're approaching 20 years next that's... year. Yeah, that's right. We actually reflected on that um, ourselves when we were putting together plans for what we might do moving forward as a group now that we've decided to, to continue, you know, being anti-skeptic in this day and age. We were like, well, the EP is turning 20 and, and we started this band 20 years ago and then, you know, shortly after it'll be our first album was 20 and it, it's just going to keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we it. figured we've got, we've got some mileage in this novelty game and we don't want to be a band that sort of draws too heavily on nostalgia because yeah. that's a really short leash. Um, and they, those albums and those songs, they, they've already had a fairly long shelf life, you know. Um, it would be fun to build on it and to reintroduce ourselves into the scene and um, get that music heard again and enjoy it in our capacity. But we'd love to introduce new music to people as well. So yeah. we're, we're definitely on that, on that front foot. The, the, we have a gig in December here in Melbourne, you know, hometown crowd thing, and um, at the Irvine, and it's the 20 year anniversary of us kicking it off. So oh, for that very night, nice. we, we have to play all the old songs. Yeah. But we still really enjoy playing those old, old songs. So people who um, get tickets and come along, they can pretty much be guaranteed to hear all those old songs they probably used to yell at us. That we say, no, we're not playing that. We've played that to death. We're doing this new stuff. Now we're like, yeah, okay, okay, we'll play that. You win time. this time. Yeah, we'll do it this time. This is your home pass for the night. Yep, keep calling them. <laughs> There's a funny anecdote I can share where we have a song called Beautiful in White, and um, it's a crowd favorite, and we, we always play it. And, uh, 
<laughs> we've heard people have used it to walk down the aisle, oh, you know, because oh, yeah. beautiful in white is the king that kind of cracks mine. And that sounds beautiful, doesn't it? Oh, what a great song. That's a beautiful fitting moment. And that's uh, some song from their teen years or whatever when they were dating or whatever. There's this you know, sentimental attachment to it. And then they find out actually it's about a person dying from cancer. Oh. And then you're like, oh, well, I'm just so glad that you had your own meaning for that. Yeah. No. Not the song I'd have chosen. But then that's probably why we write our lyrics in, not our meanings in our liner notes. Thanks so much for your time, man. It was great to uh, great to hear about like the the whole the whole expanse of your time uh, in Ed Skeptic and, yeah. and like really best of luck for this great uh, show this you know nostalgia show in December at the Evelyn uh, and yeah get, yeah, get your tickets now. The Evelyn tickets are on sale. There's not too many left, so we're excited to see wonderful friendly faces and then uh, wishful thinking and Goodnight Combat Fighter are on as well getting back in on the old gig so it's going to be a blast love it thanks so Imagine, much for your mate, time thank man. you thanks Ace, for the chat Good right, mate. and Brownie this week the Faction Radio feature album is a particular favourite of yours oh my god my boys the Bones yeah. Bare Bones have put out their record Rival Minds and uh, it's out on Resist Records now how does it stack up man you're a big fan of their previous record yep how does this one stack up? Look, I, I didn't... When, when I first discovered Bare Bones, I didn't know what was about to hit me. Like, yeah, this you slept on them for a bit? For six weeks, it sat in my inbox, and I finally got around, and then I became this... this super m- fan? Super fan, yeah. messiah. I was telling everyone, hey, you need to check this band out. Like, I was so stoked I uncovered uh, Bad Habits because it was just everything I needed. It was rock. It was hardcore. It was metal. It was like everything in between, and... For a debut album from an Australian band, I hadn't heard anything of that caliber for so long. Yep. So, like, seeing them play uh, opening for Rise Against, Stone Sour, like, it was yep. such a... Because it was such a good thing. Had a they had a cracking run it. of those supports. Absolutely, yeah. they did. So, like, when they announced that this second album was coming, I was really hoping that they would deliver the goods. I was yep. really hoping... Because you, you, you changed my Of course my you life. want them to, yeah. Yeah, and you want to see a band do so well. And... It lived up to expectations. Hey! It was so good. Like they it's got the brownie seal of approval. They've got they've they've learned a lot over the past couple of years from that first release to this one here. They've upped the ante. They've still maintained that kind of integral bare bone sound, but yep. they've just like turned the and amplified up to it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. there's been a couple of lineup changes, which hasn't changed the band at all in any way, shape, or form. Like Tom Kennedy out front. God, I wish I had his voice. I just what he can do when he yells, when he screams, and when he sings. It's just, just that's the kind of frontman I picture I would be if I got practice and became good. And had talent. And had talent. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like a massive shout out to the Bare Bones Boys. Like to release an album, as we were talking about in the last episode, mm. so late in the year, there's a lot of, yeah. you know, stress, worry. Is it going to sit it's crowded. with people? And look, you see what's been released so far. Is it going to be hard to fit into people's top lists? And yeah, this is a definite winner for the guys. So well done. Like if you haven't had the chance to listen to it, go do it now. Like these guys are going to be the next big thing in Australian hardcore rock metal. Love it. Yeah. That's- Big big praise. I'm stoked that you really like it. If it's I had a stamp, that's what I would psh, put that brownie right there. stamp yeah. of approval. And uh, a unified band uh, returning with some new music this week. Introvert back. Uh, Introvert are back with a brand new song. 
And uh, what's your take on this one, man? Okay. You, you stoked for him? I have a gripe with introverts. Ooh. And we're going to say this right well, here, I thought right you now. liked them. They're from I, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. You've spoken a lot about them in the past. I have a massive gripe. Oh, and that no. gripe is the fact that they took so long to release Oh, okay. This. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't let your, oh, your panties get out. in a twist, Pricey. I was like, are we going to get like a cease and desist no, here? No, Introvert or? are another one of those great bands who completely took me by surprise at Big Sound 2017. Great. It was a situation, I was there with Matt Doria. We were crashing the Oztix party, as you do. Mm. Uh, Every year. And they were playing inside, right? And yep. we, we grabbed a couple of free beers and we went inside and, and was watching. And the minute they played, bang. Instant fan, yeah. And so the fact that they've taken so long to to come back, like I've been following this writing process. I, I follow them all on Instagram and you can see everything that, what they do behind the scenes. Like I've yeah. heard some of these songs, like when they first started out, when, you know, they're writing the lyrics or they're singing or playing the drums. You filmed them poorly at their shows, did you? Pretty yeah. much. I'm that guy, yeah. yeah. So like to hear them release somewhere else, it's a different kind of style. They've gone away from that kind of, pop rock grunge style and this is more of like an alternative slow jam rock yeah. kind of feel which is good because it shows diversity it shows yeah. they've learned from their talents and they're putting this into their songwriting to create something you can different. definitely see the same sort of songwriting process going into like bad juju as well yeah so that's, it, that's it yeah it, there you go maybe we'll see a bad juju introvert joint tour at some point totally be down for they're, that they're definitely hitting the same uh same market same yeah crew yeah same but, sound from what I've heard and what I've seen and what I've been told, like this is just one sample of the okay. new the new style. Don't expect it all to sound like this. Okay, that's good. Um, they're still going to hone in on the, the craft that got them to where they were, that great. unique style. And, you know, the, this is a great band. There's some great bands that come out of Newcastle. Mm. And it's I think they're slowly getting to the point where Newcastle, Newcastle is going to be known for the city that's not the home, not just the home of Silverchair. Yeah. Like you've got Trophy Eyes. Eat Your Heart you've Out. You've got Eat Your Heart Out. You've got Introvert. There is so much happening down mm. there. Lycanthrope. Lycanthrope. Um, yeah, I don't think for, they're from in town, but they're from I around there. I think they're there, somewhere yeah. around there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's plenty happening down that area, and it's bloody beautiful that like you don't have to be in a big city to make to make a mark in the big oh, pond. Newcastle's not a small city it's, either. You know, like, it's a couple, of, couple yeah. of minutes up the road, that kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, it's great to see them back again, and it's awesome to see what the future holds for these guys. So once again, another band to get behind, and I hope that they've got some killer things happening in 2020. Totally. And... Uh, also, while staying on new music as well, uh, uh, US band Hollywood Undead, huge following. They're massive, They're like massive. millions, millions. Yeah. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that they have a following down here. I'm pretty sure in the past as well, they've toured with the likes of like Wednesday 13 or yeah. along the lines of that. My brother, Frost, Jesse, he absolutely loves and plays them on a daily basis. And so he's been ripping into this new song for the past week. And I yeah. feel like I know the lyrics because of the fact he keeps playing it on repeat. Yeah, this one's called Already Dead. And uh, they it's a return to heavy for them. Yeah. Which is nice. I mean, their last stuff... You know, it lent into the hip hop side of what they do. Yeah, but I think it lent a little too heavily into the hip hop and pop. Yeah, and they've kind of forgotten the rock and the roots me, and all that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this, like, this to me feels like I Prevail, Ice Nine Kills. Yeah. You know, Wage War. Yeah, um, that, that's you it. Know, and that that sort of scene, and it's heavy enough, but it's accessible for people that aren't necessarily heavy fans either. You know, and. You know, th these are guys that have toured 
and played with you know Cypress Hill and Avenged Sevenfold and that's it. They're, they're not just an Wednesday upcoming s- band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've been three point three million on Facebook. Yeah, that's nuts. Look, the, the thing for me with this band, like I'm, I'm taking them a lot more serious now than what I was a few years back because they had like everything was all covered with the masks yeah. and all that, and it kind of looked like oh a bunch of eshes in like a metal band essentially. Is that can we say that? Oh, I'm sure we can. That's what they call themselves. Like I the bros. So. The bros okay. and all that. Yeah. They were kind of I, like a, I'm, I'm not certain of the roots of the word. I don't want it to be racist. I'm, I think it's like gang related, isn't it? Okay. It's we'll gangist. Call, we'll call, it's gangist. We'll right. call, it, we'll call it that. All right. So that's how I sort of saw them in that kind of situation. Like, okay, they've got masks. Okay, they make okay music, that kind of thing. Yeah. But now they've stripped themselves of that. And I can take them a lot more serious now because it sounds mm. like they're putting a lot more passion into their music. Yeah. And, you know, this that, song's it's yeah, really it's, great. It's far more film clips, film clips are like... Man, they must have spent some coin. Yeah, it looks like it. It's really high production. And yeah, I'm stoked. So, like, this is a band who, whenever the name sort of gets mentioned, like, they have a following here. They've got mm. fans who want to see them. So, essentially, like, let's try and get them down Absolutely, here again. Let's yeah. see what they're doing. Like, obviously, they're not doing download because they're on tour with Papa Roach. So, like, you know, yeah. but that's kind of like the In festival the US, yeah. where you would see them appear on. If You'd they do, so. like, a festival slot. Well, you know, Papa Roach have teased that they want to come back down under maybe, again at some point soon. Maybe they'll bring that. Maybe both of them will be on, like, a good things next year. Yeah, 2020. There Something you go. Like Let, let's start future planning. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. As if we're not putting enough pressure on festivals yeah. already. We'll get them 12 months out before this one's even happened. That's it, 2025. What are you, yeah, this line I'm scraping, what are you doing next year? <laughs> I don't think we can get behind a festival until I know what you're doing two years in advance. Correct, yes. What's your five-year plan? That, if you're one of those people, take a look at yourself <laughs> in the mirror, please. Yeah. Look, so much happening in the music world right now. It is a great time to be a heavy music fan. So, like, get involved. Go to a show. Buy some music. Buy some merch. And, you know, just rock out. Yeah. All right. Oh, you're not saying you're not telling me anything I don't know. So you and those listening, you keep doing you too. Yeah, awesome. And if you know someone that needs a bit of rock in their life, get Give them, them the gift too. of yeah. There give them the go. gift of metal. Alright, well that's that's us I think for this week for episode twenty five for the Handshake Media group. Uh you're Brownie and I'm Pricey and uh we're out of here. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction Podcast with Pricey and Brownie.